2259, B1 and 2.
hardly ever. Well, once in a while, on a kind of small log, I knew I could hold if I catch it anyway, but though I sometimes just pick them up pretty fast, so the team faster really than you think for, you know. It's dangerous work anyway. A man's got to be on his guard to do that kind of work. It's no fun of a job. A greenhorn don't want to get up there and do it unless he works in the woods a while. Because if he does, he, he, he's lost out. How how you, you learn to do that? Looks like you've got to kill one. <laughs> well, practicing now, tending gray. For you got to have a you got to have a gray or a kind of with you. All right, you're loading on that gray. You come up in the swamper will help. The swamper cut the road. And the gray tender will be around, help to pull around the gray. And uh, if we can't get tired to load a big log with the horses, he roll down with the hook. You see, with the candle. If it's too awful a big a log that he can't roll, we got to clip the team from one from the dray from the nose of the day over here and throw a chain over the cat and even hitch on the bunk and hitch under the log and then throw the chain over this way and pull your team off that way and up will come the log down the dray. Then you put the chain around it and take the skidway. Now, lots of fellas go to the hook, but practice that, practice that, handle the candle. Now, I took over the candle for quite a while, but I bet I could take over the candle and do quite a good job at it right now. Not as good as some of them could, because they're practicing. I seen what over at Eatonville, seen awful good over there. One fellow, he got thrown right in the air about that as high as that. He catch his logs and make it go up straight. Well, he's a good loader. His brother was up on top loading. Well, now, his brother stood there. He's up there alone when this log came up. But just before he done that, I said to my wife, I said, here, they're loading on the contest. I see which one's beat, two, two crews, one over there and one here. They're doing this, see how fast and how good they could put these loads on. The one that done it got a, uh, uh, one that got their money, you know. They give quite a little money, you know, there for, for that work. The one that loaded, their, the crew that loaded their load quickest, got money. The other got some, but not as much as these first ones, like a prize fight or anything of that kind. Well, now we stood there, and I told a hundred people that stood around that was just a thick. This crew was awful good, but when they picked the logs there, they had the slaves put there, they put a hundred and some logs on one slave. One slave broke right down, broke the bunk right down. The last log come over there. <coughs> Oh, the slaves have been made quite a good many years, but but they're old. They're beginning to get old now. But they're painted and kept in. My no, why? <laughs> Blame me. He he said, I wish I'd listened to you. He said, Yes. He he was another nice fella. Yeah. 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 Did, did you ever know anybody that was at all like Paul Bunyan? What? Did you ever know anybody like Paul Bunyan? Oh, no, not just like him. Not, not, that, that, that's just a story I made up, you know, about Paul Bunyan. Uh -huh. it, it, that's just a story. It, it, everything is made up like that. Know the fellow that they used to call, or uh, uh, by the name of old Jim Vahey. He used to lumber himself. He was lumberman a little bit. That was his job, or he'd take jobs. He was a great fellow to spur out and do such work, something like Paul Bunyan taking on and this and that and tell you about this thing and that thing and how to do all these things and everything. He said he was the first man that rode the Hootie River on two bales of cotton wedding. He was the goddamn thing he couldn't get his word you know, shit and all such things as that. And, oh, I don't know. Tell you about 
how what he had done and worked on Round River and all these things like that and tell you big shots of things and how what he could do and how he carried five hundred pounds of shot up right over the new pavement they put it in there. Took five hundred pounds in each hand of buckshot and took it in a sack and he walked across that new pavement and he sunk clear into his knees and all such things like that, you know. Leading on to that <laughs> what you know, that's the story about what they get up about Paul Bunyan or Jim Bahir. Well, the funny thing, I never heard him tell never heard him tell any Paul Bunyan stories about women. You know what Paul Bunyan could do with a woman? No, I never did. I don't know anything about that. Uh -huh. I never heard him say anything like that. Did you ever hear anything uh -huh. actually? I never never did that though. Oh how that he went to work and this Perry Allen, he says he he'll get right up and just saw tell you you'll think it's just so that you know, when I when he says I Paul used I used to work for Paul quite a good bit, he used to get up and say. See? I used to work for Paul. Says one time he says Paul got a big track of timber and he went up and, and looked this here track over and built they built the camp but he went around and seen a big stream of water there and didn't go around. Well he bought this here timber and the reason why that this here timber stayed in there is because it was such a long ways in them days to get out to a stream. Well, Paul, he he didn't look around to see where he was buying, and he bought this timber quite cheap at that time. He said that they went up there and made a mess of camps and everything, and they worked there all winter and put in, hired his crew and started to drive. Well, finally, when they started, well, finally, when they started,